Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. Now, where's our favorite whiny one that we were playing the heck out of earlier last And time? I truly and deeply apologize <laughs> for it. That's what I like. Where he's so obviously trying to pretend like he's so upset that anybody with that's Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, if you don't recognize, you thought it was Frosty the Snowman. Happy birthday, because that's the way he talks. But, and I truly and deeply apologize for it, it for the things you denied in the other clip. There's nothing. Well, okay. There's nothing complicated about this story. He grew up with his dad being the most powerful politician in the state. He grew up around power, and he felt like he could do anything. I'm sure his financial background is 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 you know shot through and through with all kinds of stuff just like this sexual stuff and he he got the attitude as all powerful people do that he could do anything he wanted financially um uh sexually (laughs) just whatever he wants to do right right and so he did uh why don't we go ahead and unleash uh the the report from the attorney general of new york clip 31 the independent investigation has concluded that governor andrew cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so violated federal and state law. New York Attorney General Letitia James making a stunning announcement today that an independent investigation by her office found Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed at least 11 current and former staff and state employees. These interviews and pieces of evidence reveal a deeply disturbing yet clear picture. Uh, Mayor de Blasio of New York says Cuomo should be charged criminally. De Blasio hates Cuomo because Cuomo has been a bully and pushing him around his whole political life. So it's just a the powerful turning on each other thing. Then you have our ancient president in clip 43. Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office? Let's take one thing at a time here. I think he should resign. I understand that the... State legislature may decide to impeach. I don't know that for a fact. I've not read all that data. And if he's not impeached and resigned, should he be dragged into a public square and beaten? Yes. I believe so, yes. Should he have to wear a dunce cap? (laughs) (laughs) I'm truly deeply sorry. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. I'm I'm almost going to cry but I'm not. Now, and uh, for his part, he has said he is not going anywhere. So he denies all of this, and he's not going anywhere. Give me 36. I am 63 years old. I've lived my entire adult life in public view. Mm-hmm. That is just not who I am. And that's not who I have ever been. Man, what a well-coordinated smear campaign by people in your own party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's vicious, this partisanship. Um, So you got the uh, governors of the biggest state and the third biggest state who, uh, so that'd be Gavin Newsom in California and Cuomo in New York, uh, that I thought were both going to leave about a year ago or so. How long ago that was? I thought then they were both leaving at the same time. Cuomo over the sex stuff and the, it's funny, like you mentioned this last hour, Nobody even hardly brings up the fact that he killed thousands of old people. And worse than Covered that. Covered it up. Yeah. 
Worse than that is the covering up, because you can yeah. make a mistake. You know, nobody knew what was going on with the COVID, blah, blah, blah. He made a policy error. But no, the, he covered it up. That is uh, that is impeachable. Anyway, I thought both of the governors were going to go. They both decided to hang on. Then I thought they're not going anywhere. Now they both might go again. I think Cuomo is going out, and the latest poll just out today on Gavin Newsom is 50-50 on the recall. So maybe they'll both be gone again. Well, Frosty the Cuomo is defiant. I mean, he's giving it every indication that he's going to fight. Give us clip 37. Politics and bias are interwoven throughout every aspect of this situation. Hey, and George, third. I carry a mouse in my pocket. <laughs> and now we're, we're on to of mice and men. Uh, 38, please. Trial by newspaper or biased reviews are not the way to find the facts in this matter. Tell me again about the rabbits, George. <laughs> I so that, I that I wondered that so when he was the darling of the media when he was doing the daily press conferences that, that he won an Emmy for every single day I couldn't understand why everybody was fawning over him because he sounds like a moron he sounds like half a moron and half a mobster <laughs> well and of he course sounds like a mobster who got kicked in the head by a horse getting back to our, to our octogenarian uh, president clip forty eight. Your governor of New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's he's sort of the gold standard. There you go. The gold standard. We're in trouble. And the, 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 the Biden uh, saying yesterday that uh, Cuomo needs to go, you know they go way back. Um, way back. Biden and the Cuomo family, they've had many, many personal dinners and all kinds of intertwining political needs and uh, favors. Through oh, the 100%. Absolutely. We, yeah. we had an early dinner. With what? Governor Cuomo? <laughs> I don't like that to do with anything. Yeah, I'm having fun Why with Why does the governor this? of California sound like Batman and the governor of New York sound like Frosty the Snowman? What's the deal there? We had an early dinner. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. <laughs> I, I liked what Jonathan Turley had to say last night on a special report. 45, please. It will not play well. This idea that I'm old and a little bit gropey is not something uh, that the jury is going to take well. He may have locked himself in, and he talks about welcoming the judge and jury in the case. He may just want to welcome the judge, because I'm not too sure a jury is going to be that welcoming of this defense. Talking about prosecuting him for his gropiness. The saying things is one thing, and there are certainly things you cannot say, but the physical, like, grabbing and everything like that, where is your mind in terms of the way you feel like you fit into society that you think you can walk up to just a random woman who barely knows you and just stick your hand down in her shirt and you're going to get away with that? Imagine, because I think most of us normal men think that'd be the end of my career today. I wouldn't even make it the rest of the day. But he is so entrenched in power, he felt like he could just go stick his hand down a woman's Shirt, and he'd be fine. And you know what? It turns out he was for years, years and years and years. Well, and I'd like to suggest there's a sizable uh, portion of the male population that wouldn't do it even no, if they could no. get away with well, it because right. yeah, it's despicable. It's, yeah, the, the only thing that's stopping us is not that we'd lose our jobs, just it's not cool. Right. Yeah, amen to that. It's cool if you're Andrew Cuomo, though, the pig. And uh, the pig is going to fight, I'm telling you. This is going to be entertaining as hell. Pig fights. 
really going to be entertaining uh, him fighting against everybody from the president to his own legislature in his own party to hang on to power. It's all he's ever known. And his little bro, his handsome little bro on CNN, carrying his water. He and his family have always gotten over in the past. I think somebody will come to him and say, hey, it's different this time. There's just nobody backing you now, man. Nobody. Nobody. Because when you lose your own party, then you're done. Yeah, I guess, but there is only one party in in New York, so it's factions. True, factions of his parties, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I say he fights it. I don't think he's going to resign. I'll be surprised if he resigns. I'm rooting for him to fight it because that'll be ugly, and I enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, he makes me a bad person, but fair enough. What's the worst thing you've heard that he did? Oh boy! I just there's such a, a variety of of gropings and unwanted kissings and pressings of body and bullying and yelling and belittling people. I mean, it's really it's a toxic stew. Yeah, the the one and it's all verbal, but the one who was like, geez, like fifty years younger than him, who he was saying, you know, I'm very very lonely, and would you ever have sex with an older man like me and that sort of stuff? Geez, that's so that puts that that puts a, a, an employee in such a terrible position. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's not just one or two people either. It's oh. a list. Well, and th- that that we know of that have come forward. You know, there are there. Are, I would guess a, a low two figures at least number of people out there who've just not wanted to get involved in this. That over the years uh, have had the same sort of treatment. Oh, somebody's butt was grabbed by Cuomo back in the nineties or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm just, just uh, I got to probably get, fill an auditorium. With yeah, you. I'm married with two kids. I don't. You know, I want to get involved in this. Right. Right. I mean, especially when the world was a little softer on that sort of thing. Definitely. Sure, you know, I'm old and a little gropey won't play well in front of a jury, according to Jonathan Turley. <laughs> One of our and great I legal truly scholars. and deeply apologize oh, for it. Oh, listen to how sincere he sounds. Hey, a switch from New York State to New York City and from sex to COVID. How do we feel about New York taking a different angle than uh, other places in the country? Where instead of it being mask mandates, it's vaccine card mandates. To go into a restaurant or any building or anything like that, you have to show your card. What do you think of that? You know, some people are completely freaked out by that, including a lot of our listeners. Mark of the Beast! (laughs) If I had a dime for every time I've heard something suggested, something was the Mark of the Beast, I'd have $666. Uh, Or something was showing your papers like Nazi Germany. That's ridiculous. Um, I, uh, I do, it doesn't bother me. Uh, me neither. That's the first time I've ever said neither. I tried it on. I didn't like it. I'll go back to neither. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm a neither guy. I'm not a neither guy. Yeah. What, what was the one? And I'm uh, not dressed like a neither guy. I'm wearing all denim, the, the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Yeah. Look so. like a recently paroled inmate. <laughs> With a camel hat. Yeah. People like that dressed like I am. Don't say neither. Okay. Oh. Uh, What's, what was the word I noticed my kids say differently than they were brought up? Uh, what what the heck was it? It was one of those, some people uh, pronounce the, the C and some don't. One of those uh, words. Like, eh, I can't remember. Accessory or accessory? No, no. Anybody who says accessory ought to be preemptively detained. <laughs> was it chess? They called it chest? No, I would disown them for that. Did they say long ranger? <laughs> no, again, that's uh, you're out of the will. Or Star Trek. <laughs> Good friend of mine was just hanging out with him. Called it Star Trek the other day, and he was completely serious. Um, 
But so so are the official show stances. We don't have a problem with restaurants. Uh, I to me, I think it's a great idea. So now the restaurant can be open and uh, people can go eat there. Sounds good to me. That's no good masks. For everybody. Hang out. Go see the theater show. Whatever. Yeah. Dinner it's, table it's events. Um. There, you're not violating somebody's rights in a pandemic by saying, look, we can only have vaccinated people in here. Or, or, but this is, again, important. And how do people not think of this? Or a certificate that says you have natural immunity. Yeah, that is one thing that's left out of all of this. Uh, is um, There are people, and again, we the last hour we mentioned, there's a German study that believes that you have seven times more immunity if you have natural immunity than if you got the shot. So a person, a person that hasn't had the vaccine but had COVID is probably way more protected than I am and should be able to go into your restaurant. If you think you can trust the Germans. All right, back to that. There are, well, there are a number of different studies that say a number of different things. If that is true, that is extraordinary. As far as closing things down, I, uh, I bought a Shakespeare yesterday, um, uh, King Lear. And yes. uh, I'm going to read it. But anyway, uh, that's one that I've just never read for some reason. Anyway, I was just doing it's a little. It's about Norman Lear, right? Uh, the great exactly. sitcom king of the 70s. I was doing a little Wikipedia background on Shakespeare for some reason. And it mentioned there, there that the London public playhouses were repeatedly closing during the extended outbreaks of the plague. They were closed for a total of 60 months between 1603 and 1610. So over a seven-year period, five wow. of those years, all the playhouses in London were closed because of the plague. Right. Which is a pretty reasonable uh, response, which is, you know. And after that, it was strictly bring your own rat. <laughs> None will be supplied. Um, do you have a reason why it's a problem for requiring a vaccine card to uh, go into a restaurant? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Um, got into a topic about weight gain yesterday. Are you, first of all, what kind of belly do you have? There are different kind of bellies. And are you eating, are you hyper palatable? Are you eating foods that are hyper palatable? You probably are. It's a new term, but it's something to watch out for. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There has been a massive drought for the United States in the women's 800 meters at the Olympic Games. That drought is about to be over, or is it? Yes, it is. A thing mo from Trenton, New Jersey, is an Olympic champion. I wasn't even really looking at the time. I kind of just wanted to run as strong as I am, you know, not uh, do anything different that I've been doing the whole season. So I wanted to just have the same attitude coming into this race, which was, you know, go out there, leave it all out there, and just try and get gold, because that was the goal. What a sweetie. Olympic hero. Her name is Athing Mo. It's spelled M-U. Her family emigrated from Somalia. She's a tall drink of water and uh, and runs like the wind. And she's only 19 and um, and just has that kind of personality from what I'm reading here that's going to make her a big star. So there you go. Good for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's just an amazing athlete. Too. That's she's a, just gifted. That's a tough race right there, man, because it's, oh, it's yeah. short enough to like sprint more or less but a really a long way to run half a mile yeah yeah a stunning victory after the u.s had been shut out for years in the 800 by well the, done by the way we we're just talking about the uh new york city vaccine mandate the boston mayor is comparing that to slavery so in new york city now you show your little vaccine card to get into a restaurant some people are okay that some people hate it 
I don't know. I don't think I have a problem with it, but maybe I can be convinced otherwise. I'm not very... Sometimes I don't think these things through. Uh, the Boston mayor uh, said there's a long history in the United States of people needing to show their papers when asked. Yeah, um, right. Um, that is just so dumb. And the mayor of Boston said, here we want to make sure we are not doing anything that would further create a barrier for residents of Boston or disproportionately impact BIPOC communities. There's that term again. BIPOC communities? Right. Black, indigenous, people of color. Okay. Um. But so what's going on here is this is someone recognizing that, no, it's not just white Trump voters that haven't gotten vaccinations like the media has been telling you for the last couple of months. A large percentage of people who haven't gotten vaccinations are people of color for whatever reason. And um, and so this is the mayor recognizing that if you can't if you can't go into a restaurant without a vaccine card, it's going to be disproportionately people of color in big cities. Just is. Well, it's just get, what the numbers are. Yeah, yeah, get vaccinated. There's a long history in this country of people having to show their papers. Right, right. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and what? Exactly. And this is going to lead to what? To check out a library book, you know, to, to buy something with a credit card. you got to show your your plastic. Long history. It's just like Nazi Germany. <laughs> They'd ask you for your pass. All right, all right. Wow. Yeah. So tiring, man. Yeah, I need I need to talk about the different kinds of bellies and a new food term that I hadn't heard on what you need to avoid to stop gaining weight, which I am doing because I'm eating those foods. Hyper palatables. That's what I've been eating. Hyper palatables. Plus, you'll probably hear 20 times about the new NCAA gender inequity report. We'll tell you what's in it and what's not. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Last question for you. That American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Tamara Mensa Stock, she's a U.S. wrestler. Good for you, sweetheart. Nice job. Way to kick butt. And she's black. Uh-huh. Well, you got to mention that. That's the I key guess to the so. That's the key to the whole story. Yeah. Yep. She loves her country. Of course she does. She understands the incredible freedom and opportunity she has here. For all her flaws which we're working on every day, it's the greatest country on earth. If you don't like it, get out. So, she won a gold medal in wrestling. Since when do they have female wrestling? Is that a new thing? I think it's a new uh, event. Is it this this Olympiad? Well, let me read you the headline from USA Today, which I think they got wrong. And this is on the front page, top of the fold. You should get that headline right. World's first black woman to win gold in wrestling. I don't no, think there have been other black women. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not the world's first black woman. I've seen some. World's first black women to win gold in wrestling. Yeah, and that's not accurate. That is not a good headline. <laughs> I remember as a kid seeing black women, for instance. <laughs> that was long before this gal was born. Harriet Tubman, who they're going to put on money. Right. She was a black woman long before this Clearly. woman was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's the degeneration of American journalism. Ah, speaking of which, which giant influential publications are on the take from the communist Chinese? What? What? Yeah, stay tuned. 
So we talked on our podcast yesterday about the different kind of bellies. If you don't listen to one more thing, you should go to Armstrong and or Armstrong, yeah, Armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrongandgetty.com. We record another segment after the show every day for some reason. I don't know why we do that. But anyway. Can we stop? <laughs> uh, different kind of bellies. And they say there are different exercises you should do for different bellies. And then I'll tell you about the new term hyperpalatable foods, which is clearly true. Um, these aren't really related stories or they're not written together. But they're, they've identified... Five different kinds of bellies, and you're supposed to do different exercises to get rid of the different bellies. And I'm not sure which of these I have. There's mommy belly, which is its own thing. And, you know, we all know what that is, and that's completely, that's just as nature. That's nature. Yeah. That's what that is. But there's stressed belly, gluten belly. The roundest one is gluten belly. So they're claiming that whenever you see a guy with a just like, it almost looks like it's not real. Yeah, like the, the, the big, hard belly. Just hard and perfectly round like a basketball, and often the rest of the body is not heavy at all. It's a, That's called gluten belly. I'm guessing that's from eating too much gluten, they're claiming here. Hormonal belly, which has got kind of a fold in the middle of it. And, the, and then alcohol belly, which kind Uh-oh. of slopes down and then has a little lump out there. Oh, eh, I don't know. And they have different exercises that you do for that. And I tried doing some of the exercises on the podcast. If you want to check that out, you can go to armstrongandgetty.com. But um, you end up with those bellies by eating too many hyperpalatable foods. The University of Kansas, which I attended for one year and got half of an MBA. Yes. Maybe I'll get Congratulations. The other, maybe I'll get the other half someday. Um, Sir, we need a consultant for this company, one with some knowledge, but not too much. We can't afford somebody with a master's in business administration. Could we afford somebody with half of one of those? Yes. Armstrong is your man. Armstrong, eh? Uh, Hyperpalatable foods have combinations of ingredients that can enhance a food's palatability and make a food's rewarding properties artificially strong. Right. We've talked about this over the years. I first learned about it from 60 Minutes, geez, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Common examples would be various chocolates, hot dogs, pretzels, and brownies. Particularly things, well, the team compared these addictive munchies to the weight gain potential that comes from eating high-energy, dense, uh, and ultra-processed foods. But the, uh, the, the freaking manufacturers and the fact that they built a flavor that, that our brain wants more than sex, and then they make that flavor disappear the second it touches our tongue, so that your brain is like, get some more of that, get some more of that. Is just I'd, I'd like to find those people and choke them out. <laughs> I think my favorite pretzel chips are that they're, they're, they're Parmesan garlic pretzel chips or something like that with a little uh, bourbon in the evening. Oh my god! But you just want to keep eating them. I think they are that they got that chemical because they got the powder on it. All chips are that way. That's funny. I was telling my son the other day about the I think it was Lay's potato chips. Uh, their slogan back when I was a kid, I'll bet you can't eat just one. Yeah, I'll bet you can't just eat one because our scientists have figured out the human brain and made it impossible for you to eat just one. That's why you can't just eat one. Right. And uh, the only the only answer I've certainly learned over the years is I can't eat the first one. It's not hard for me to avoid eating a little bag of those you know chips. But if I eat one, me and every other human being, your brain is just screaming for the next one. Yeah, that slogan's a lot like Mark Zuckerberg saying, bet you can't just log out of Facebook for five minutes, which would be healthy. (laughs) Because we're messing with your brain. (laughs) Yeah, we're taking advantage of your brain, which is working correctly in wanting this. 
Yes. And we're exploiting that for our benefit, even we, even though we know it's terrible for you. Yes, and we'll drive up child suicides and the rest of it, but you don't understand. We'll make lots of money. Or make you crazy fat in the, in the case of the chips. Right. Um, the reason I brought this up was what they say about sweets. They did a, well, I'll just read this. The results show that the sweets table at your local buffet is the biggest culprit when it comes to weight gain, more so than fatty foods. Researchers discovered that participants eating more hyperpalatable carbohydrate and sodium foods gained significantly more weight over the next year when they did this study with people going and eating at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Um, sweets are really, really the evil thing out there, and we all need to just keep our eye out for that. Well, that's true. I'm talking but- to me. It's not exactly a revelation to say sugar and empty calories are worse than protein. They called it fatty foods, but... Hyperpalatable carbohydrate and sodium food reveals how hedonic eating... Do you do that? ...is the bigger trigger for packing on excess pounds. Hedonic eating is a general term that's used in the literature to refer to eating that's more focused on the rewarding characteristics of food as opposed to strictly satisfying physiological hunger. For the average human being, how much of the food do you eat each day that satisfies hunger because you need it to continue to move around as a beast, and how much of it is to just a reward for whatever other pleasure centers of the brain are going off? God, the ratio's right. got to be like five to one, doesn't it? I need a nutritionist, not only to plan all my meals and snacks to the extent that I'm allowed to have them, but he's going to have to have like a taser as well. Right. Or just some sort of cattle prop. A compliant belt. Yeah, there's got to be uh, both a reward and a sanction. Yeah. I think that if somebody stuck a taser on my neck every time I reached for chips, eventually I'd stop reaching for chips. I think. Yeah, probably pretty quickly. Or you'd kill him. Or you might fire the guy. Hey, stop doing that. Yeah. I want some chips. I'm paying Read you. Read the contract again. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm paying you. I don't understand this relationship. I'm paying you, yet you keep shocking me in the neck every time I treat you to candy bar. It's in the third paragraph. <laughs> it's a weird thing about Fourth the human... Fourth paragraph says I get to shock you if you argue about the contract. <laughs> so here'd be my uh, final question on you know the 900th time we've done the same information in a different package from a different uh, study. Uh, are there any human beings that don't know this at this point? Mm, they're 800 pounds. No, but they even know it. They know it. Do, do, you, yeah. do you think you know any human being that doesn't know this stuff at this point? Yet we continue... The, the 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 obesity craze, as far as I know, has not is continued to grow. It hasn't plateaued or certainly started to recede. If it has, so, I haven't heard it. So it would seem that here's my conclusion from this: this information is not doing any good. We've all heard this a hundred times, presented with different words from different university studies in different ways. We all know this, yet we still get bigger. Yes. So that so information is not the answer. No, tasers. That's the answer. I don't know what the answer is, but information is not it. The the beast can't control itself. The beast wasn't made to control itself. It was made to gather as many calories as possible to to prevent starving to death. And it'll take tens of thousands of years for us to evolve uh, into a different beast. Probably. Yeah, this could end up, you know, there's the uh, the, the j- Jurassic period. There's the various periods throughout history. This might be the fat period for wow. human beings. There's just like a hundred year period where everybody was fat before, fat. We, before we evolved to, where our brains evolved to. The people that could, res- this, this will be natural selection, you know, a straight out of Darwin. The people that can resist uh, chips and soda and all that sort of stuff will, will have more healthy offspring and more offspring. No, they don't. The intelligent people who are fit aren't having any kids, so Darwin doesn't work in this case. Don't! 
Hmm, never mind. The Fatastic period. <laughs> uh, so uh, the NCAA out with a new uh, sex inequity, men's and women's inequity report. It is by turns somewhat interesting and also politically correct bunk. You will hear about it 20 times today. Nobody will ask any critical questions about the reporting, uh, but we will. Also have a quick update on the bro on the plane. We need to play that clip again if you haven't heard it. We told you the story yesterday about the guy who got duct taped on the plane and uh, he had his shirt off and was walking around for 15 minutes grabbing hooters. <laughs> we have an update on that story. And if you haven't heard the audio of him, it's it's pretty priceless. It's fabulous. He's an unlikable character. All that on the way. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. You guys suck. My parents are worth more than two million damn dollars. And you know what? You suck. Hey! Yo! Chill! Chill! Chill out! So I just finally saw the video for the first time. Joe watched it yesterday. I'd heard the audio. I'd read the story about the unruly passenger. Drunk. Took off his shirt and strutted around the the airline for 15 minutes. Grabbing waitresses. Air waitresses. Anyway, uh, I just saw the video for the first time. He has got all the hallmarks of an unlikable (laughs) human being. I mean, just every... Every aspect of him screams, this is somebody you would not like. Yes. And then it turns out he's an unlikable human being, yelling uh, drunkenly as he's being subdued, my parents are worth two million damn dollars, or whatever he says. Uh My parents are worth more than two million damn dollars. More than two million damn dollars. Well, well, then feel free to to strut around uh, unseat belted shirtless and grabbing waitresses' breasts as much as you want then. Certainly. We We, had no idea. Because we have completely different rules for people whose parents are worth a certain amount of money. How old is this kid? 22. God, he just your parents' net worth places you clearly in the category of you may be lawless. We apologize to use a phrase that was originally used very badly. He's got a very punchable face. Oh boy, (laughs) he just Um, which he gets punched in this video I'm watching. He gets punched by the big, uh, the big big steward, air steward. Well, I liked how once they got him duct taped to the the chair, all the other passengers turned around and were taping him with their phone and hooting and berating him and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yes. Once like, he was neutralized. Like the stockades of old, throwing tomatoes at him and whatnot. Yes, um, yes, exactly. Too bad they weren't serving meals. Well, his parents, who are worth $2 million and some other lawyers, are suing because he was improperly restrained, according to FAA regulations. You're not allowed to duct tape somebody to a seat. Or you could raise a non-a-hole. I don't know. Or teach him not to get hammered on a flight. If you can't duct tape into the seat, how about you just throw him out the door then? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine with me. So a big new report is out that's getting a fair amount of attention. It's the NCAA's external review on gender equity. Wait a minute, not equality, but equity. Remember, that's that's equal outcomes. 
Uh, it was released Tuesday, highlighting staggering systemic inequity. Uh-oh, remember, those words don't mean what they sound like between men's and women's athletics, specifically in Division One basketball. Among other recommendations, the report said the NCAA should combine the men's and women's Final Four into a single weekend at the same venue. Now, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, this sounds kind of festive, honestly, but that's great. Sources told Sports Illustrated that the review would show, quote, damning clear disparities in treatment between men and women athletes before the release. Now, the obvious framework that this is missing is how much of this can be explained by the fact that men's basketball brings in vastly more money than women's basketball. Viewership, ticket sales, way, 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 way higher. Um, they they pretend that that doesn't exist in this entire article in Sports Illustrated. That drives everything. Did you hear what Nick Sabian, the college football coach, signed for the other day? He signed a new contract. He's won seven national championships. I forget what the number was, but it's an insane number. It's like $35 million over seven years or something. Just crazy, crazy money. You know why? Because that sport brings in so many eyeballs and so much money. That's why. That's inequity, Jack. The women's field hockey coach isn't making a tenth of that. Inequity, inequity. Uh, let's see. According to the report, the primary reason we believe is that the gender inequities at the NCAA, specifically within Division One basketball, stem from the structure and systems of the NCAA itself, which are designed to maximize the value of and support to the Division One men's basketball championship as the primary source of funding for the NCAA and its membership. So they threw in a little college jargon there, but what they're saying essentially is that the men's uh, Division One basketball, the March Madness thing, is the highest priority because it brings in the most money which is absolutely true. Uh, The NCAA's broadcast agreements, corporate sponsorship contracts, distribution of revenue, organizational structure and culture all prioritize men's basketball in ways that create, normalize, and perpetuate gender inequities. So to decode that for you, what they're saying is, since it brings in so much money, it, it becomes... Part of the culture, the structure, which must be torn down because it's perpetuating gender inequities. The only reason men's basketball is more popular and profitable is because it's more popular and profitable. And the NCAA is working to perpetuate it. I understated it. His new eight-year deal, he's going to average over $10 million a year. The new college football coach, Nick Saban, uh, for the, be the most expensive coach by far anybody's ever paid because right. it brings in so much damn money. That's right. why. Exactly, and it pays for all the other sports. Uh, the review, conducted by a firm you've never heard of, also estimates that the annual broadcast rights for women's basketball will be worth $81 and $112 million in 2025, which is significantly more than what ESPN is currently paying for those rights. Uh, so what they're suggesting is for some reason the NBA, or I'm sorry, the NCAA is passing up many millions of dollars because they're sexist or something? Because of inequity, structural something, something. Well, that would make them insane. Uh, but the NCAA, terrified of being accused of anything and, and, and violating Title IX, are making uh, strong statements like the NCAA Board of Governors released a statement, quote, The NCAA Board of Governors is wholly committed to an equitable experience among its championships. We know that's not always been the case, and the instance of the Division I Women's Basketball Championships is an important impetus for us to improve our championship experience so it is not repeated. Whatever that means. Yeah. 
Now, there was a, a deal the other day or, or earlier this year where there's a, they had the pictures of the men's and women's weight rooms at the NCAA basketball tournaments. Yeah, that was a big story a while back. <clears throat> that was that was pretty embarrassing, and they fixed it. Uh, but under pressure, the NCAA hired a law firm to evaluate and assess its policies and practices as it relates to gender equity. We'll see well, if anything happens. So you think the weight rooms need to be equal, even if one sport's bringing in... You know, throw out some numbers, $10 million a year, and the other sports bringing in $50,000 a year? No, what I think is they're an entertainment outlet, and it it looked bad, and so they corrected it, because it's a bad look. Right, okay. No, I don't think they have to be equal. It's it's a question of uh, budget, I suppose. Um, I just, uh, this whole systemic, this structural, that inequity the other look out when you hear those words because that's people about who are all about ensuring equal outcomes no matter any other factors you want to hear a great inequity story sure this just came across the wire the world health organization the who just announced a moratorium on covid19 vaccine booster shots and when i saw the headline i thought oh or did they get some information that these are dangerous or whatever the booster shots, nope. Citing vaccine inequity around the world is the reason. So yeah. nobody can get the booster shot if it's right over there because there are some people out there who haven't had a chance to get any. So better everybody stay sick than get them out where they are. All right. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. It's a good way to design things. So speaking of the uh, the Wuhan virus, have you noticed some outlets are really kind of soft-pedaling criticism of the Chinese communists? Can you think of a couple reasons why that might be? Is one of them money? Stay with us or grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty.